0: So by Sophia Conan Ellery and Amy
1: in this podcast we will be discussing pages 69 to the end of the book our first discussion question is why do you think the author told the reader that the people who stayed in the infirmary were liberated soon after Ellie and his father left Do you think Ellie was angry with his father when he learned this year's later? And what emotions do you think the author felt?
2: I think the author probably felt disappointed in himself and his father that they hadn't had to say because, well, obviously they wanted to be liberated. And I think I personally would have been very disappointed and probably angry too if I had the chance to be liberated and didn't.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think throughout the book, someone did say that the people in the infirmary infirmary were going to immediately be killed in the crematorium. So, yeah, I think Ali would probably have been very disappointed. I would have been very angry, too. Yeah,
1: I think it was. I think they actually made a good decision not to stay in the infirmary because um, it would be better to, like, have to go through all the torture than to just. And, but stay alive and get liberated later than have the chance of dying like, right away.
0: I guess yeah, it was like I a agree. risky
1: situation.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. There was always like a possibility that if they stayed that they could have just been killed and all that time would have just been a waste. It? Mm-hmm.
0: And then moving on, if you guys are ready, um when ellie's foot i think was really blistered because of the snow and the cold he went to the doctor right and after the surgery happened ellie asked will i be able to use my leg but the doctor became really serious and was like you'll be able to walk like the others you'll see in two weeks you'll be walking around like everybody else he repeats the information and i'm wondering why did he become so serious was it actually bad news or maybe it's two weeks is too long what
1: do you guys think? I think that the the doctor he was kind of in a friendly like, not not really joking, but he was being really friendly to Ellie. But when he mm-hmm. asked, when Ellie asked about his leg, the doctor realized how serious Ellie was taking this, and Ellie thought that this injury might be the end of his life. So I think that maybe the doctor just wanted to take it serious for Ellie's sake, like to make it so that Ellie feels more comfortable. Mm.
0: Oh, that's a new perspective. Oh, I didn't think about that before.
3: There could have been, like, a possibility that, like, the doctor might have known that they would have to, like, walk or walk or whatever they did.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, that maybe the doctor knew that something was supposed to happen, or maybe there was a selection that was supposed to happen, and that maybe he thought that Ellie was going to die or something. Mm -hmm. oh yeah or
0: maybe for a a new change of thoughts how the people in the infirmary were liberated maybe the doctor was telling ellie just wait two weeks and maybe you'll be saved maybe it's a little foreshadowing or hints but there's not enough evidence or clues to support that
1: well i don't necessarily think that the doctor knew because he was he was jewish just like Uh, the rest of them so oh right I don't think that the the Nazis would have told him like given him enough information to for him to tell Ellie.
2: That's a good
3: point.
2: Yeah. Moving on to the next question. How do you think Ellie's views on friendship have changed over the course of the book? Think about think about Juliet and his and friendship with him versus how Ellie interacted with the people at the beginning of the book, like in his neighborhood.
0: The beginning of the book? I don't know if I remember.
3: I think he's probably grown to appreciate um, his friends and family more than he did in the beginning of the book.
1: I think that he um, he's starting to Like he appreciates the friends that he has, but I don't think he wants to make any new friends because he knows that there's a large chance that they'll just die later because of like from the crematoriums or by getting shot. So he doesn't want to make too many interpersonal connections because he knows in the back of his mind that he's just going to be just going to make him sad later.
0: Yeah. That's what I agree. We thought too. Um, I think there was a small description about the two new people he met, but it was very small. So I thought that was kind of a hint, like, they're not going to be together for for long. And maybe Ellie was like, oh, um, I'm not going to be too close to these two guys. We're probably not going to even last.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think his, like, sense of community has changed, like, especially because, like, in the um, train on the way to the other camps, like They all start fighting each other almost and they're not as united anymore and they start turning on each other and killing each other. So I think his like sense of friendship is kind of lost at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, like in the train when they fought over the crust of bread, maybe there's no real friendship maybe here. We're just all trying to survive. Yeah.
3: How do you think Ellie receiving this and knife from his father. How do you think that's foreshadowing of his father's fate?
1: Well, it's foreshadowing because right after um Ellie gets the the spoon and the knife he says my inheritance um like that's the author speaking directly to the reader. So I think that he's trying to tell the reader that um my father might not die right now, but he is gonna die inevitably. Like at some point during this Holocaust and also at the beginning of the book, um, he says, um, then what did you die of, father or something like that? When the father's talking about the star
0: um, the- oh, yeah. in the book.
1: Yeah. So I think that also is foreshadowing of what happens towards the end of the book.
0: I think not, not only does it foreshadow his father's fate, but it also shows what his father is thinking. So obviously his father's thoughts were I'm going to die. I'm obviously going to not make it, so I should probably give Ellie the spoon and the knife.
3: Yeah, his father didn't really think he'd he Like, the second step. Yeah, I think it kind of
2: shows that his father knew his fate Um like from the start, and he knew he wasn't going to make it all the way. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think the father knew in the back of his mind that even if he didn't die right at that moment, that he would die inevitably before Ellie did because he's older and he was getting weaker much faster than Ellie was. All right, on to the next question. So on page 85, the author says, I hate my body then in the last paragraph of the book he says um one day when i was able to get up i decided to look at myself in the mirror on the opposite wall i had not seen myself since the ghetto from the from the depths of the mirror a corpse was contemplating me the look in the eyes as he gazed at me has never left me what do you th- how do you think these two lines add to the story in a whole
2: i think this kind of like adds to like the comparison between how ellie's life was and how um it turned out to be in the end of the book um so it kind of shows how he goes from like a more or less a happy kid and then he goes (laughs) through all these traumatic events and now he's looking in the mirror and it's kind of almost seems like it's a different person to him which it is in a sense yeah he's probably really shocked
0: because like um, it said in the book, it was the first time he saw a mirror. So he was probably shocked how much he changed over time from when before this situation happened.
1: Yeah, because in the ghetto, he he was still with his family and he, he was living with his mom and his sister and mm-hmm. his father, And he like, he still thought they still had hope that not everything, not like. They still had hope that they would get through this without having to go to the concentration camps or the Nazis ever really reaching them, like, hurting them. But then, like, through the course of the, like, through the events, his entire, like, way of thinking has changed.
3: Yeah, that's
0: yeah. actually a really good point.
3: Right. Yeah, he had to deal with, like, seeing all those dead bodies and uh...
1: Yeah, I think also that he says that he's he looks like a corpse. Um, like the corpse I think is symbolism for how he's changed because the 'cause a corpse doesn't have any emotions and it doesn't really care about anything and it just like is there. I think that's kinda how Ellie feels. He just feels like like he's still alive but he's not really like living really and also he has he doesn't really like feel that many emotions anymore because the nazis have like totally messed up like his sense of like emotions and like what's right and wrong
0: mm-hmm. his emotions probably ch- changed drastically especially after i think his father passed away too because he was way too weak And in the beginning of the situation, he described how his father was his everything or he would be all alone. So after he lost his father, his emotions probably went really down.
2: Yeah, I think he had like, his hope was pretty much diminished at the end of the book. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes along with what Tony was saying about the corpse and like how corpse kind of just like exist and they're just there, but like they don't really do anything.
3: Yeah, I think that once his father died, he lost a lot of hope and probably was thinking that like he might not actually make it out alive.
0: Mm-hmm. And to, Okay, moving on to the next question. Uh, near the end of the story, before Ellie's father passed away, um, Ellie gave his, uh, gave his father some soup with a heavy heart, which probably means Ellie was really reluctant and didn't really want to give the soup because Ellie was really hungry. How so? How would you feel if you were in Ellie's shoes? For So if you were freezing to death and you had immense hunger and you were with your father or mother, would you give them soup or would you have kept it to yourself?
1: I think if I was in that situation, um, I probably wouldn't give them all the soup. I might give them a little bit of soup because... <laughs> yeah because right before that uh the doctor told him, Your father's already dead he's he's basically gone if you could have two servings of soup instead of just one, you could take your father's because he's not gonna he's not gonna live through it so I think if I had heard that, I would have probably i wouldn't have given up totally, but I would have started thinking about my own survival a little bit more
2: yeah, I think pretty much the same thing that like if I had been told that then at that point I probably would have like accepted the fact and maybe like started saying goodbye my father instead but then you still have to think about your own survival and that's pretty much like how everyone think thought during that time it was more like every man for himself
3: yeah I think the same thing that I probably would have not lost all Hope or faith, but I would have accepted the fact he's probably going to die. Um,
0: actually, for me, I really want to say I would give um, give some soup or all of my soup to my father, and mother, but at the same time, the immense feeling of hunger Ellie faced at that time is probably really unimaginable, and i probably never faced that feeling before. So I think it would be impossible to even put myself in Ellie's shoes.
1: Well, also, Ellie is kind of in a different situation than any of us because he Mm -hmm. promised to himself that he would never leave his father behind. Because when he saw, um, when he saw the person kill it or run away from his father and let his father fall to the back, Ellie told himself that he would never do that. So I think he felt a little bit of an obligation to still help his father, even though he obviously Uh, didn't want to.
2: Yeah. Moving on to the next question, why do you think it's important to have literature and documentation of these hard topics? And if you were in this situation, would you feel comfortable talking about it after going through all of these traumatic events?
0: Well, having a literature and documentation of this is basically history. And if we don't learn about this, about what, what these people did, what these people went through, there's a chance that it might, you know, happen again, which is a really dangerous situation.
3: Uh, I'm not sure if I'd feel comfortable talking about it like at first, but maybe as my like, time goes went on or whatever, um, I'd start to feel more comfortable talking to it because documentation is like important so that um, history like, doesn't repeat itself.
1: Yeah, I think it would be really hard to talk about it for like, for a really long time, but I think after a few years, you would think about it and be like, I never want this to happen to another human being, so I I think I would eventually write and talk about it and tell people about what happened and try to convince everyone to never let it happen again, but I think it would be a long time before I was able to do that.
2: Yeah, I agree. and I think it's really important to learn about these events so that they don't happen again. Um, like, But at the same time, there's like genocides going on right now. Um, but I think that you can take what you learn from like the Holocaust and everything and apply it to that situation so it doesn't grow into this like huge thing that it did like with the Nazis and the Jews.
0: I actually kind of half disagree with this, um, with what you guys said. Of course, um, I agree with what you guys said about being uncomfortable for the first uh, first few times talking about it, but I don't think I would ever feel comfortable talking about it ever. Even a couple of uh, years, years past, I think I would still feel uncomfortable or really sad talking about it because this was such a big situation
2: yeah I can definitely see that I think a lot of people definitely felt uncomfortable because a lot of people didn't talk about it after um but I think it just kind of depends on the person and how Mm -hmm. you would handle
1: the situation Mm -hmm. I think that it would be hard to relive it but like during that time like even now there's people who still think that the holocaust wasn't really that bad and there were only a few people
0: which is really really bad thinking yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so if someone was that? saying that, I would try to inform everybody what happened to me and be like, "No, it wasn't this little thing. There was like hundreds of thousands of people who died." And I would, if I if I was in Ellie's shoes and I heard someone say, "Oh, this isn't really a, it wasn't really a big deal," I think that would definitely compel me to act and and like better inform the public.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and I think also reading, like, the stories, like, firsthand, because, like, you hear about, like, all the deaths that happened and all the events that have been, but, like, it's kind of hard to put yourself in those people's shoes, because, like, I've never experienced anything, like, remotely close to that, but reading the story kind of makes it easier to, like, see things from their perspective and actually see the extent of how bad things were.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you think like the Jewish holidays make it harder for Ellie and other people in the camp to keep faith and still believe?
1: Um, I think that the the holiday where they had to fast, I think that that holiday kind of made a lot of people come to like realize what kind of like like realize that God isn't really with them right now. And I think that all the people like Ellie who didn't fast, that was kind of the point in which they gave up hope pretty much that God would ever really help them.
0: And there were a couple of people who were still praising God who were saying, He's the Almighty. I think there was a quote in the book somewhere. And um, Ellie's obvious reaction was, There is no God. Um, then why would he let it? let this happen he wouldn't let this happen what's wrong with him his justice is completely wrong and all that stuff yeah
2: yeah i I think the jewish holidays would probably make it harder to have hope and everything because it's kind of just like a reminder of what they've lost and what they don't have Mm -hmm. at the moment so i think it would probably more depressing than anything else yeah Yeah,
1: depressing because they would think about like the holiday before the holocaust was happening they'd be like oh it didn't used to be that big of a deal to fast because it's not like we were almost starving to death so fasting for one day wasn't that big of a deal but now fasting for a day is like life and death for them
3: yeah I also think like Ellie throughout the whole book he started to grow more angry and, like, frustrated with God, so when, like, the Jewish holidays came, his, like, frustration just got even worse, because he didn't know whether he, like, he should still believe or whatever, and, or whether he should actually just give up faith.
0: or maybe even on the other hand, maybe the Jewish holidays actually increased some faith or hope for some people. This may be for like a handful of people because I know that most were a little, were still angry and lost hope. But maybe for some, it brought a little more faith to them since they were celebrating a holiday.
1: Well, thank you for joining our podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the entire series. Goodbye.
2: Bye. Bye.